Good morning. It's Friday, January 6th. National Walking Day. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. National Walker's Shortbread Day. You hear that, Apple TV? It's National Shortbread Day. Any uh, chance you want to do something with that? Any air dates you want to announce in conjunction with that piece of information? Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, great, great. And now the news. Just as it's been all week, the top story today is, of course, the search for the next top chef. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. The search for the next speaker of the house. We already have a top chef. Her name is Antonio Lofaso. In five rapid fire votes, as rapid fire as something that requires 433 people to vote can be, Kevin McCarthy ended the day as a historic 11-time loser in his bid for speaker. The last time it took more than 11 votes to land on a speaker, the year was 1821. I remember it well. The House will reconvene today, starting at noon DC time. Today is also the second anniversary of January 6th, and obviously I'm recording this on the 5th, so I don't really know what the day will feel like, but I have a feeling it's going to feel particularly disgusting to watch these wannabe authoritarians and insurrectionists, which I've mentioned because of how some of them are under investigation for their actions on the 6th, continue to stand there in the people's house and put a stop to the basic function of government on this dark anniversary. Genuinely, just like thinking about it right now puts a pit in my stomach. Over in the East Room of the White House, President Biden will host a ceremony to mark the occasion. Details are sparse, but Biden is expected to honor 12 people with one of the highest civilian honors, the Presidential Citizens Medal, for their actions on the 6th. More than half the honorees are current or former law enforcement officers. This is a completely different situation than what's going on in the House, where we've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who said if she'd planned the 6th, they would have brought weapons and they would have won. We've got Paul Gosar, who once posted a video depicting a cartoon version of himself killing both President Biden and fellow House member Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We've got Matt Gates, who asked for a blanket pardon for his actions on the 6th and whose sex trafficking charges are stalled but not formally closed. And we've got Jim Jordan, nominated at one point for speaker over this long slog towards eventually maybe finding someone possibly. Jim Jordan refused to cooperate with the January 6th committee after his text to Mark Meadows came to light. And those are just four examples of the party that decided, instead of further investigating the insurrection on the Capitol to make sure it never happens again, they would rather just shut it down and investigate Biden as political retaliation. Meanwhile, more than a thousand military veterans, active duty members, law enforcement officers, and military family members signed a letter asking top House Republicans to publicly condemn the violence of the 6th. No word yet on if they'll actually do it, which is just astonishing. And on top of all of this, yesterday Matt Gates rose to nominate Donald Trump for speaker. Yeah, that Donald Trump. And again, I don't know how I'll be feeling tomorrow, but if that guy stands up again and nominates Donald Trump again on the two-year anniversary of the insurrection that he organized in the house where the insurrection took place and turned deadly... Oh, bud, will I be furious. New evidence in the case against Brian Koberger, charged with killing four Idaho college students, has been released. It includes a DNA sample from a leather sheath found in one of the victim's beds, which appears to be a close match to Koberger. Additionally, security footage shows a white sedan, which they have on camera in Idaho, leaving and returning to Washington State University, where Koberger is a student, 
at times that would line up with their crime timeline. Their crime line. Is that a thing? Does, um, hey, has anybody else said crime line yet? Can you guys let me know? Dana, can you let me know? Because I, I think we should start saying crime line. Koberger arrived back in Idaho on Wednesday night. Peladon will pay a $19 million fine for failing to make a known defect of their treadmills public in a timely manner. It took more than 150 reports of people, pets, and objects being pulled under the treadmill by the time the company told regulators. South Carolina's state Supreme Court has ruled that the state's constitutional right to privacy includes the right to an abortion, overturning South Carolina's abortion ban at around the six-week mark. While the Republican-led state legislature may try and push back by signing new abortion restrictions into law, this ruling will largely limit any moves they are able to make. Russia's President Putin has ordered a 36-hour ceasefire in their attack on Russia because of Orthodox Christmas, to which Ukraine Zelensky said, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to do that. We, we don't trust you because of how you're invading our country and killing our people. It is currently unclear if Russia's ceasefire depends on Ukraine's acceptance. Did we win? That is the question Damar Hamlin asked yesterday. Because although he has a long road ahead of him and is still on event, Damar Hamlin is awake and, per his doctors, neurologically sound. He's moving his hands and feet and communicating with a clipboard. Absolutely incredible. Just absolutely amazing. And let's go out on that high note. That's it. That's the news. I'm proud of, I'll tell you what, on January 6th, I am proud of, as always, everyone who stood up and stopped an insurrection, stopped a coup, stopped the pillars of our democracy from crumbling down in service of someone who couldn't even successfully sell steak. And because today is the day that it is, a day to celebrate bravery in the face of extraordinary circumstances, as always, I'm proud of you.